Now, when competitiveness is great, and some of the uh, great stories and some of the great things I've seen in the world of Formula One is where competitiveness is seen as if you win, I can learn. And if I win, I can teach you how I've won because I want you as good as me so that you're pushing me to the next level as well. Hi, and welcome to Helping You Perform. I'm your host, Paul Teasdale. Over a career working with high-performing teams from across the globe, including seven years working with Formula One team McLaren, I've learned a lot about what it takes to drive results. In this weekly podcast series, I'm going to be bringing you tips, tricks, and insights from the world of Formula One that you can apply for your organization for your own high performance. Enjoy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Helping You Perform, where I bring my tips, tricks, insights, and stories from the high-performance world of Formula One and other high-performing teams that I've worked with to help you accelerate your own performance. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, which was number 28 on the list, I believe, which is all about high-performance questions. What are the questions that high-performance teams ask themselves? It's a great short episode. If you haven't listened to it already, I highly recommend you go back and have a listen to that. But in this week's episode, I wanted to explore this question of competitiveness. And when is competitiveness good? And when can it tip over that balance? And what can we do about it, particularly as leaders in an organization? Now, this comes about from reflecting on two sort of scenarios in my world. One of them was in the world of banking and the other was in the world of Formula One. And actually, throughout my time at Formula One, there were different levels of this as well, and I actually see it evolving in the sport as we move forward, particularly in McLaren, where I worked. Now, when I was in the world of banking, I worked in business banking. So I was supporting the business banking team, which were essentially a team of lone wolves. Each business banker had their patch, uh, geographical in this case, and they would look after the people and the customers in that patch. Now, the way people were measured and managed led to people wanting to have an element of competitiveness and competitiveness is great until it isn't. And when's that tipping point? Well, the way I see it is the tipping point is when it becomes a zero sum game in that somebody sees the need for others to lose in order for them to win. And counter to that as well, if they are losing, then they're seeing themselves as almost, there's no point because that person's winning. There's no need for me to do anything because that person will always be number one. Now, when competitiveness is great, and some of the uh, great stories and some of the great things I've seen in the world of Formula One is where competitiveness is seen as if you win, I can learn. And if I win, I can teach you how I've won because I want you as good as me so that you're pushing me to the next level as well. So there's two elements to, uh, to this. There's the person who's winning in inverted commas and the person who's behind or the people who are behind. And what the great thing to see is that the people who are behind are celebrating the success of those who are winning and they're identifying the fact that because those people are winning in the same situation as they are, then there must be a way that they can win 
and be as good as their, that competitor or even better. And similarly, the person who is winning sees this uh, sort of whippersnapper snapping at their heels, getting almost as good as them. And instead of closing the ranks and saying, right, I'm going to put my cards to my chest and not allow you to understand how I'm getting the results I'm doing. What they do is they open that up into a, an abundant mindset and say, this is how I'm winning. This is what I'm doing differently. Come on, do that as well. Challenge me, make me get better. Now, the great thing about this is that you as a leader have a role to play in supporting that competitive environment. First and foremost, you can recruit for people who are likely to be abundant. So you can look out for those traits that people show they're abundant, they're willing to learn from others, they're willing to give back to others so they can learn as well. But what you can also do is you can foster those elements of positive competitiveness. You can put up little challenges. I see in McLaren all the time these days, you know, there's little um, video challenges. There's uh, put people against a, in a sporting environment. You've got the two drivers and you say, right, who can drive the longest uh, drive in a, in, a, a, um, in a golf range? Right, now that you've done that, who can uh, cook the quickest omelette? And it doesn't really matter what the thing is, but you are, you are creating this element of, right, let's have a little bit of fun and a little bit of com uh, competition between us. And ultimately, what you're doing as that leader is you are fostering that competitive environment, but you're looking out for what are the negative signs that people are starting to be less abundant or they're starting to be really uh, impacted by the fact that they're not winning. And you can identify that, you can have coaching conversations and you can help the team to do something different so that that competitiveness is nurtured in a positive way in your team. So I want to think, you to think about that for your own teams. What is the competitive nature that you can foster that ultimately helps the whole team to get better? And what are the things that you can do just to, just to spice things up a little bit and to get people thinking about how they can be competitive and what they can learn from each other? And then finally, what you can do is you can help people to be more abundant. You can help them to identify that being abundant and feeding back why they're winning is positive for them, it's positive for the team, it's positive for everyone. And you can help and coach that through, uh, through your team as well. So do have a think about that in your team. What can you do to foster competition and also to identify where that competition is impacting performance in a negative way? As always, if you want to reach out and have a chat with me about this, love to hear from you. Visit the website at paulteasdale.co.uk, drop me a line, let's have a free 30-minute chat, and let's see how we can accelerate your performance. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Helping You Perform podcast. If you found value in this episode, please take a moment to like, share, or review the podcast. You can reach out to me at any time, either through LinkedIn or through my website at www.paulteasdale.co.uk. I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode.